Hey Seattle Kraken hockey fans, welcome to another episode of Locked on Kraken. As always, thank you for making Locked on Kraken your first listen of the day. We have lots to talk about, so we're going to start the first segment talking about uh, Tampa. The second segment, we're going to talk about the Panthers, the win over the Panthers, and we'll wrap up the show getting ready for Buffalo. You are Locked On Kraken, your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. All right, again, welcome Kraken fans. We thank you so much for making Locked On Kraken your first listen of the day. I am your host, Erica Lindsay Ayala, coming to you from my modified studio uh, back here in New York. I am home for the holiday. I hope that those of you who are traveling, um, that you made it safe. I hope you're doing great on your holiday shopping lists where we got through Black Friday, we got through uh, Small Business Saturday, and now we are up to Cyber Monday. So the deals keep coming. And we're going to talk about the Seattle Kraken. This is a Seattle Kraken team, as you'll hear from Dave Haxtell later on the show, that is beyond the forming stages, right? When we had Allison Lucan to talk about Goodreads, we talked about the Tuckman model, and we're beyond that. Knows it. We talked about Tampa. That being a tough matchup for the Seattle Kraken, we talked about, as we always talk about, the Seattle Kraken really needing to start early. Not only did they not see nothing, they were shut out by Tampa on the road. They gave up one goal per period, and that's how the cookie crumbled there. We are going to come back and talk about the win the seattle kraken picked up their first win on this set of the road trip and that was against the florida panthers and so as i talked about the florida panthers had already hit 11 straight home wins in the start of the season they matched the nhl record we're looking to surpass the nhl record but it was a dikembe mutombo finger wave from the Seattle Kraken, they played an excellent game. This was a much better game than we saw in Tampa Bay. And we also saw that there were some lineup changes. So um, we're going to hear from, actually, we're going to hear from Hayden Fleury. This was from after the Tampa game, but he's one of the players that got into the lineup. Here he is talking about uh, getting back into the lineup and the quick turnaround. Uh, pre-game meal. Um, uh, I was going to take warm-up. They told me that at morning skate. Uh, there was just some things going on with uh, guys being a little dinged up and stuff. So I knew I was coming to the rink um, for to do the normal routine. I just didn't know I was playing until uh, pregame meal. And actually basically until I got to the rink, yeah. You know, I think when you lose a guy like that, I, I don't think it's one guy stepping up. I think we got to do it as a group. And, uh, you know, I thought, you know, we battled hard tonight. Uh, you know, we did some good things, but I think, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we lost 3 nothing. so obviously there's some things we got to fix. Score first? I mean, I, I mean, no, I think, uh, I think that's, I mean, the start's been something that, uh, you know, we want to, kind of has been nagging us all year, and, uh, you know, it's something that, you know, as players we're focused on, we're focused for the game, and, uh, you know, sometimes it's just a bad bounce, and, uh, 
you know, this is how it goes. We're not going to talk a lot about the Tampa Bay game. It was Philip Grubauer in net. It was, of course, the return of Yanni Gord. I talked about how that hits a little different. Um, you know, it was also a return, as we heard on the Root Sports broadcast, for JT Brown. But it was not to be. This was not a great game by the Seattle Kraken. They lose 3 to nothing to the Lightning. The Kraken, and this is something that we're actually going to talk about throughout the show, but the Kraken narrowly had the advantage in the face-offs, 51% to 49% by the Lightning. Hits is another thing. I mean, I've talked about it before. I don't really get the hits stat. Not my thing. But the, the Lightning outshot the Seattle Kraken 26-17. And let's just look at what Grubauer had to do. He, he stopped 23 of 26 shots, but compare that to what uh, Vasilevsky had to do, a perfect 17 of 17 on his saves. So honestly, if we're looking at this game, the Seattle Kraken looked tired. And Melissa and Jemmy has a really great notebook. Um, it's called, and this is for, of course, the Seattle Times, Melissa and Jemmy, friend of the pod, notebook, Kraken gets First, Kraken get first taste of traveling across the country for back-to-back -back games. And in that story, I will link it in the show notes, but in that story by uh, Marissa and Jemmy, who was traveling with the Seattle Kraken on that part of the leg, I think it's Jeff Baker picking up in Buffalo tonight. Again, we'll talk about that later. But you hear the players kind of talking about having to go from the West Coast to the East Coast it does take some time for your body to adjust, usually kind of a few days from my personal experience, but they didn't have the luxury of time to get acclimated because they had a back-to-back. -back. And I do get the sense, especially of how we saw the two games in Florida split, that the game against Tampa was the, the, the tired game. Uh, that was the game that was going to suffer because of the travel. It is something that you have to get acclimated to, but also in Marissa's story, you hear that some players just talk about that's not something that they had to do very often. Um, so you can't ignore that travel was an issue. Um, the Seattle Kraken played a fatigued game. I don't think they were making the mental errors that we see or just like the poor communication. It really was, they were being outworked. They didn't have as much gas in the tank as the other team. So from that perspective, and again, I've alluded to it already. This will be the second time, but you hear Dave Haxtell talking about, you know, we're beyond the growth stages. I forget exactly what he said, but you'll hear it later on in the show. And I think that loss again is indicative of that. It's not mental errors. It's a team that got beat. They got beat by the Tampa Bay Lightning. They knew it was going to be a, a tough game, a tough road trip. I still just get the sense that Philip Grubauer is a, a, you know, you hear a lot about goalies and their particularities, but Philip Grubauer seems to be a goalie that has to have a lot of things working in sync to be an exemplary goaltender. And that hasn't happened for him. I alluded to Jeff Baker. We'll get into one of his pieces in the next segment um, or a little bit later in the show, probably in the third segment. But in that piece, you hear uh, or you read that Jeff Baker is talking about the goaltending. Now, we had heard from Ron Francis that goaltending was always supposed to be a tandem 
we haven't seen that much because of Drieger's injury, but with Drieger perhaps now more healthy, with Grubauer kind of honestly touch and go, like I said, I just get the sense he's a temperamental kind of goaltender, and I'd heard that before, so it seems to fall within what we're hearing. But with Drieger getting uh, another game under his belt, getting a win under his belt, overcoming his lower body injury, I think now we're going to start to see a little bit more of that tandem. So, But we'll talk about Jeff's piece a little bit later. So not a great not a great game, not a not a particularly awful game. We've definitely seen worse from the Kraken. In watching this game, it just seemed like straight out fatigue. But, uh, you know, three goals in three different periods for the Tampa Bay Lightning, and they get the win. They are, um, you know, really crushing it. So then the Seattle Kraken, they travel to the other side of the state and take on the Florida Panthers who were looking to break an NHL record with consecutive home wins to start a season and uh well spoiler alert it's not quite how it went down but we'll talk about that coming up next right now I want to tell you a great way to get your TV together, and that, of course, is with Direct TV Stream. Now, does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you stream your favorite sports, one device that you're watching your favorite movies, and then you've got, you know, someone's login for the good stuff. You're juggling remotes. You're trying to remember passwords. Well, we have a great way for you to stop all of that hassle, stop all the nonsense, and get your TV together, and that's with Direct TV Stream. Direct TV Stream brings all your live TV and your on-demand favorites in one place, in one device, the only device you'll ever need again. And it's all there for you. And the best thing is no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter, get rid of the confusion and get DirecTV Stream. You can find out more over at directtv.com. Remember compatible device is required and content varies by package. And so you heard there from Hayden, you just got to be ready. Uh, he knew basically that he was going to participate in morning skate because it's a back-to-back, -back, because they have Mark Giordano still in COVID protocol, not outside of the norm, I'm sure, to get some guys that maybe might not get into the lineup on the ice just to be ready. And as it turns out, it, that was the case for... Uh, Hayden Fleury. We also saw Will Borgen in this game against Florida. It was a 4-1 win in favor of the Seattle Kraken, a much more complete 60-minute game, a much more aggressive game. The team did not seem as tired as they did. Now, a few things contribute to this, and you'll hear in just a bit uh, Eberly talk about it, um, and you'll hear Dave Haxtell talk about it as well. But you never know. On a back-to-back on a East Coast road trip, is it going to be the fatigue, be a continual factor? Is the team going to get riled up after the loss and really want to get after it? Well, maybe it was a little bit of both because I talked about Eberly. We're going to hear from him in just a bit. But Eberly gets the game going for both teams, scores in the first two minutes and 22 seconds of the game, and is able to get a power play goal, a power play goal for the Seattle Kraken, put the team up one to nothing. Patrick Hornquist uh, scored about, about 
seven minutes after that tie game, but it's Ryan Donato. His third goal of the season gets it done in the at the 10:40 mark of the first period. Um, Donskoy got an assist on both the Everly goal and the Ryan Donato goal. Both teams were silent in the second period. And then it's Everly again that gets things started in the third. His 11th goal of the season in his 800th, 800th NHL game. That was his 800th appearance against Florida uh, or against the Panthers. And um, that was an unassisted goal. And then Alexiak gets an empty netter that was assisted by Susie. So we see Borgen in this game. We see that Colin Blackwell takes a step back. Donato gets a, a spot there and makes good on his opportunities. So overall, just a better game from the Seattle Kraken. They, again, so I talked about this um, when we talked about Tampa in the first part of the episode but again we see face-offs huge face-offs they were 72 percent from the dot and you heard that Dave Haxtell talked before the game essentially about possession and how to win against a team like Florida who right now they sit at 14-4-3 to the Seattle Kraken's 17 7-13-1 they needed to win the possession game, the 50-50 battles, all of those things. And at 72% at the face-off dot, that's a great way to contain, um, and I should say more, not contain, but to set and to um, be able to control the pace of the game. When you have the puck on your stick, that's a great way to control the pace of the game. And when you're winning the face at the face-off dot at a 72% clip, that's really good stuff. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was a real competitive game for us, you know, and uh, it was a competitive game both ways. And, you know, we, we went start to finish tonight. And that's, you know, we knew we needed to do that in this, uh, in this especially in this building against this team. Uh, they haven't lost in this building yet this year. Um, so it was a uh, it was a good 60-minute performance for us. It was good. He did it, went out and did his job. He made, you know, the save on the breakaway early in uh, in the hockey game was a huge save. Um, and he, you know, he, he was really solid from uh, from there on out. 60-minute game. We've been talking about it here on Locked on Kraken for quite some time. But it also helps when you have a goaltender in Chris Drieger that is making 33 saves. Making 33 saves. He made a save right off the bat for this Seattle Kraken team. So he had a 971 save percentage in this game against his former team. You heard Eberly talk about it a little bit also that, uh, um, you know, this is how it's going to be for the Seattle Kraken. And they got Buffalo coming up, so it'll be a revenge game, quote-unquote, for somebody else. But uh, this was huge, massive for the Seattle Kraken to get this kind of performance out of Chris Drieger against this type of team in the Florida Panthers on this road trip. So they split the two games in Florida and are headed up to Buffalo. Um, actually, I think I said that we heard from Everly, but I didn't play the Everly clip. So let's close out this segment with Jordan Everly talking about his performance, about Chris Drieger's performance, and then we'll hear from Driegs. And coming up next on the show, I'll get you ready with the stats and facts. You know, I like to do the period by period breakdown. We're going to talk about Buffalo. We've already gotten a win against Buffalo. Can the Seattle Kraken get a win now? On the road. That's coming up next on Locked On Kraken. Um, 
I mean, it speaks for itself. I mean, you get to take two points against a team like that, and here it's um, it's a good effort. So um, I thought we played the right way. I thought we played um, with a little more uh, competitiveness, a little more uh, you know urgency, and, and uh, you know that's got to be the standard every night. Yeah, when you have a goalie who's you know back there making saves, when you're making mistakes, gives you confidence. So Driegs, uh, my opinion, first start tonight, he he was awesome. He made a ton of big saves at the right time, and he was just solid and poised back there. Oh, I'm sure it felt you know this has meant a lot to him. And it's you know every it's funny with the the scenario that we're in. There's going to be every night's going to mean a lot to a lot of guys on this team. So um, you know last night obviously meant a lot to Gord, and the next night's going to mean a lot to. I think Will Borgen, so and and Sheehan, so it's just that's just the unique situation that we're in. But to have a starting goaltender, you know, come in and play the way he did and, and have such an impact in the game, I'm sure that uh, meant a lot to him, and and uh, you know, meant a lot to us too. It, those are the things that you know build team um, team camaraderie, and they and they build team success when you have storylines like that, and you, and you really pull for a guy. It's about as good as as good as they feel is tonight for sure. For sure, for sure. No, definitely no animosity. I mean, it's just good to see those guys. Um, honestly, it was, it was a bit of a challenge trying to just keep my head in, in the game. And, you know, this is so familiar being in this barn. Um, you know, seeing those guys on the other side of the ice is a bit different. But at the end of the day, I just needed to focus. And, um, you know, I had some family at the game too. And it was just it was just a great night to just go out there, feel good, and get a win for a group. Yeah, I mean, uh, Andrew... <laughs> Um, kind of told me maybe like two weeks ago. He's like, well, I got this one circled for you. So I sort of figured that it was going to happen. Um, you know, with Tampa and Florida, I was getting one of the two and probably would give me the one um, here, but you never know. But uh, yeah, I was definitely preparing for it and it was just really exciting to get back in this building and, and uh, get a W. Right now, let me tell you about Built Bar. I love the new puff flavors that came in for built uh over the holiday and it's super exciting but now i gotta tell you we're getting re you ready for thanksgiving but today is cyber monday and built.com is the place to aim your mouse get at least 20 percent off everything delicious and healthy that's 20 20 site-wide and even bigger discount on built boost broth and built swag oh hey oh hey built swag let's go a brand new built bar flavor has just landed in time for a cyber monday it's the one i was telling you about the caramel almond delight i'm a fan I'm a fan of the caramel. I don't even like almonds, but I like the caramel almond delight. 150 calories, uh, 17 grams of protein. And this season, maybe you're craving a little bit of white chocolate. So another limited edition flavor. There is the white chocolate cheesecake. And that is the puffs that I was telling you about. The white chocolate cheesecake has the marshmallowy center for you at 140 grams and also excuse me 140 calories and 17 grams of protein tis the season to save 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 20 percent on cyber monday on all of the built bars over at built.com so go to built.com for these amazing and delicious flavors 20 percent off everything if you head to built.com that's again head to built.com get 20 percent off everything and anything at built.com when you use promo code locked Two zero. That's promo code locked twenty for twenty percent off. And make sure you click there before it's too late. 
Another thing we're going to talk about, and we love our sponsors here. We love that they keep this show going, and that's betonline.ag. So this is a great sponsorship because not only does it help keep our show going and make it free to you, but also it's a way for you to get some money watching some of your favorite events and sports. And we know that it's football, it's basketball, it's hockey season, and with a new interface, with a new website, BetOnline is your number one spot as i like to say it is your number one spot your number one source for all sports action but we're not just talking nhl we're not just talking nfl we're not just talking nba we're also talking boxing ufc and of course your favorite vegas casino games you can find everything and make sure you're taking advantage of all the deals the props the bets the whatever for 2021 and beyond bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on your, all your favorite sports, bet online. It's where the sports is stuffed with deals. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. So head over to betonline.ag and make sure that you use promo code locked on when you're signing up for the first time to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All right, folks, we're gonna wrap up the show as promised, getting you ready for this game against Buffalo. Now, this is going to be a good good game for the Seattle Kraken. If we look at the breakdown that's sent over by the Seattle Kraken team, thank you so much to Ben and Diera and Lindsay. Hope you're doing well. Hope your holiday was great. Not sure you're listening to the pod, but sure hope you are. Anyway, this the Buffalo Sabres are at 8, 10, and 3, 19 points on the season. Hey, the Seattle Kraken finally got past that nine spot. We are at 7, 13, and 1, 15 points on the season. Here's how it looks. Here's the breakdown. The uh, Sabres at home are 6, 5, and 1, so they're above 500 at home. The road team, that being us, 2, 7, and 1. Have some work to do on the road, have some work to do at home, but we're getting there. When we look at the breakdown, you know I love to give it to you. Here we go. What we've seen from the Seattle Kraken, and it's something actually, let me come out of here real quick. So here's a stat that Jeff Baker offers in his article. He says that uh, a telling stat is that the Seattle Kraken are 0-12-0 in games they trail by two goals at any point, an indicator they don't score enough to play catch up. So this is really talking about a 60 minute game as we all are, Jeff really breaks it down here, um, talking also about um, the power play and the improvements on the power play. Uh, the Seattle Kraken have not allowed a power play goal in a season-high four straight game games and sit 14th overall with an 82% success rate at killing penalties. So that's really good. That's a good stat to know. There's a bunch of different stats in here about just why the Seattle Kraken need to start early, etc, etc. So I, I wanted to give you that from Jeff before we now hop back over to this breakdown that we see that's provided by the Seattle Kraken. These are their stats. The Seattle Kraken are a third period scoring team. 24 of their goals come in the third period as compared to 15 in the first, 19 in the second period. That being said, they let up their most goals in the third period 
followed by uh, with 26 goals. And then they also have opponents scoring 24 goals in the first. So that goes to when they're trailing by two or more, that stat that we just shared from Jeff Baker. Whereas the Sabres, their best period is scoring wise the second period where they score 29 of their 59 goals they give up the most goals though also in the second period now here's where the seattle kraken can take advantage we want to continue to see them get a strong start that's regardless of who they're playing or what this breakdown looks like the seattle kraken need a strong start that's a non-negotiable here's the thing the seattle kraken have to be ready for the push from the Sabres in the second, they have to withstand that. Um, but then also the Sabres are not good at closing out games. Looking at these stats, they only score 16 goals in the third frame as compared to letting up 21 goals to their opponents. So on the power play, we heard about some of the stats for the Seattle Kraken in Jeff Baker's piece. Make sure you read that. We got two shout outs to the Seattle Times. They're doing fantastic work between Marissa and Jeff. Go check them out. But let's look at what the Sabres got. They um, are on the power play. They have 11 power play goals in 53 attempts. That's 11th best in the NHL. On the penalty kill, they have conceded 12 goals. Um out of 57 attempts, that's 23rd overall at a 78.9% clip or efficiency, I should say. Um, so about, um, you know, they're within the same shooting range, I would say. Uh, although on the penalty kill, we also heard that from Jeff, that the Seattle Kraken are doing much better on the kill at 14th overall. We're also seeing that they're improving on the power play, but still within, you know, a, a, the percentage-wise especially, within where the Sabres are. We saw, though, the Seattle Kraken really were able to crank it up the last time they played the Buffalo Sabres. That was that 5-2 uh, win and a toe pick to boot. Toe pick! Ah, that was fantastic. Um, so we're going to be looking to see if the Seattle Kraken can not necessarily replicate that win against Buffalo. I think it would be to their detriment to try and replicate that game as opposed to replicating the last handful of games that they have won. Does that make sense? Because we saw the Seattle Kraken score five goals in that game. If you read Jeff's piece, you'll kind of get a sense for why that might not be realistic. However, Seeing them win, you know, a two to one game or seeing them win four to one over the Florida Panthers, maybe with more within striking distance, if they continue to score first, especially. But um, the Seattle Kraken, again, need to be prepared for what their team uh, their, their opponent, excuse me, is going to provide. But also, essentially, they just got to play their game. And the team defense aspect has really been something that this team is focused on. Um, and so before we close out, I want you to hear from Dave Haxtell after the Florida Panthers win, specifically talking about that notion of, you know, we're past the development stages. So here's Dave Haxtell. Yeah, you know, honestly, I believe we're, we're past the building blocks. You know, we're just trying to put wins together. Uh, we went through a tough stretch uh, where, you know, we couldn't find a result that, that would go our way. Um, you know, we uh, we hit a few speed bumps and wobbled a little bit, but, but we had the pushback. 
you know, and you know the pushback has come in a real tough stretch on the schedule in terms of you know playing high-level teams. Um, uh, just the you know the uh, you know how busy the schedule is. Uh, so you know, in my opinion, it's we're we're, we're beyond that. Uh, we're fighting for wins, and that's that's what it was about tonight. Just fighting for two points. All right, that'll do it for this episode of Locked on Kraken. As always, we want to thank you for making Locked on Kraken your first listen of the day. And now you can go head over to listen to Locked on Sabres, listen to Locked on Bets. That's brought to you by your boy Q and Lee Sterling. They're going to get you ready for everything you need to know about sports betting. This game against the Buffalo Sabres in my home state, but not in the same region. The Buffalo Sabres are Western New York. I am true and true downstate. But whatever. 5-2 win last time these teams faced each other. I'm assuming that we're going to see Grubauer in net. That would give him the two days rest that we know is his sweet spot. I would love to see the Seattle Kraken start hitting that sweet spot a little bit more. This game is going to be on Root Sports. So check that out. I was not able to watch the Saturday game live. I was with family, but I will be tuning in for this Buffalo, or yes, for this Buffalo game. So stay tuned at Locked on Kraken for some post-game thoughts. I like to get spicy. I'll give you the what I see after the game. So we'll do a little bit of that. And of course, tomorrow we'll be right back here as we start inching close to our 100th episode. That's what happens when you have a daily podcast, eh? But uh, the 100th episode definitely coming up as we near the end of the year. And at the top of the year, we'll be getting ready for the Olympics. I already have some fun things. I've got some gear coming in while I'm here in New York um, to, to make sure that I'm ready for Beijing. To be determined what that means for the NHL, especially as we see another team, this time the Islanders, have been shut down for a little bit. Anyway, we've got time to get into all of that. Oh, I forgot to do it's a Seattle Kraken game day. Hope you enjoy the game. Hold fast. Stay true. Let's go Kraken.